Today's show is brought to you by Vinyl Me Please. Join the Record of the Month Club at joinvmp.com slash songspodcast. Hey everyone, before we get into the episode, I do want to give you a friendly reminder that each and every episode comes with a unique playlist via Spotify or Apple Music. You can go to songspodcast.com or scroll down to the description of this episode and click on a link to the playlist, Apple Music, Spotify. They are there for you to experience the songs that we talk about on each and every episode. Thank you so much, and let's get right to it. guys welcome to another episode of songs for the moment uh happy new year or happy new year's eve if you're listening to this but if you're not um listening to this on the day it's released happy new year i am glenn Girard rodriguez and always with me is sean hebert how you doing happy new year man i'm doing great hope you had a good christmas dude christmas was uh let's just say it was eventful and weird and um, I can't get into it on here, but uh, it was interesting nonetheless. Hope yours was good too. Hope it was. Hope your Christmas Eve was better than mine. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, my Christmas Eve was pretty good. Um, went out to dinner with the family, and then uh, yeah, ate way too much hibachi. Well, as you do. I mean, I would. Which eat. the leftovers are still in the fridge. I have to throw that shit out. Nice. They're probably not <laughs> probably not good anymore. No, guaranteed the uh, <laughs> scallops and filet are not good. Oh, yeah, anymore. definitely not. Yeah, <laughs> definitely not. Um, So today we're going to be talking about our most listened to of this year, 2018. What a year it's been. A lot of music, a lot of things that we talked about, um, and a lot of stuff that are on our list. Uh, again, we don't know what's on each other's list to make this a lot more interesting. Um, I went off of my Spotify Top 100 I just picked random songs off of that. And then um, Sean brought up a really good idea before we went on is to pick our album of the year that came out this year as a bonus. So that's what I did as well. Um, so uh, I started the last couple of weeks and you started last week. So why don't you start and take it? Uh, you take it, uh, take the first one now. All right. Uh, my first one, I'm going to start off super heavy. Um, it's a band called Omega Virus and the song is called Leviathan Prophecy uh, it's the first song off of their record um, uh, The Weeping Earth that's what it's called and uh, yeah it's it's one dude um, he wrote everything um, and it's super super heavy really rhythmic though it's like one of those rhythmic gent, uh, gent metal bands but okay. yeah I've been listening to this record a lot this year uh, my buddy Marky told me about him really early in the year, and uh, yeah, there's like a lot, a lot of these songs on my list may not have come out in 2018, but I listened to them a lot in 2018. Exactly. Like I, like I either got to them late or something like that. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, that's that's how I went too. I a lot of these like um, uh, the two of them came out this year, or no, actually. Yeah, two songs came out this year, um, but a lot of them were just, I listened to a lot. I listened to those songs a lot this year, apparently, according to this list. So, um, But I'll have to check them out. I like the name. What, what's the Omega Virus? 
Yeah, Omega Virus. That's sweet. I like that name a lot. You could already tell that they're probably amazing. <laughs> they're, they're heavy as balls, dude. <laughs> I'll have to check them out for sure. Um, okay, well, mine is... My first one is a song that I wanted to include in the live episode, but I totally forgot about it until, like, right, literally right after, and I should have just, like, kind of recorded a... Uh, um a separate little piece but i didn't uh, i was going to save it for another day i'm glad that we did this this topic so my first song is a live song it's called maniac by carpenter brute and it is the cover of that 80 song maniac she's a maniac um i love this version because it's carpenter brute and they're really awesome they are a uh i guess you've never heard of them they're like a retro wave slash like they're just an electronic group and they're just so good and um the live video that they put out well i don't know if they specifically put it out someone made this really cool like multi-cam like live video from i guess fans that were there at this one show and they incorporated like really weird 80s slasher like female fronted slasher videos like films and just clips from that so there's like there's violence in it and it's just it's amazing and i just every time i watch it it's just like a, the song sounds it would be perfect for an 80s inspired slasher film and it's probably one of my favorite covers ever and yeah i mean there's not a lot to say about it you just have to listen to it what you're hearing right now and go check out that video i'll probably end up putting the video link in the description of this show this time yeah, thanks to editing magic, sometimes we make ourselves sound dumb because the song is playing over top of us saying that you should just listen to it. But yeah, <laughs> that's because we don't record the show that way. Yep. So, yep, there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so moving the list along. Um, my next one, um, I'm going to go with Hope's Fall, uh, the song Tunguska. It was the second song they had released off of their comeback album, uh, Arbiter, which I think is their best album they've ever done. And for a comeback album that was, I think, like 12 years after their last album, um, incredible. Uh, Album of the year contender, for sure. Um, For me, at least. Uh, My list this week is pretty heavy. Um, there's 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 a lot of melodic stuff that Hope Fall does though and this is one of the more melodic songs on the album um, the first time I heard it it just blew me away nice I um, no 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 no. you're good no it's the when you sent me this because I think you put one of these one of them I mean those songs of the new record on an early episode and I remember you sending me that record and uh, yeah it's it's good I, I've become a fan so um I'm excited to see what else they come out with whenever they do. Yeah, um, they were one of those bands that like kind of influenced me a lot in guitar playing, just like um, as far as like the chords they used and stuff, and their mel- and their rhythms for their uh, their rhythm guitars. Um, kind of really influenced my rhythm playing. Okay. So yeah, that's why that's why I was super excited about their release, and I was also nervous about it. But then the first song I heard that they released before the album actually came out, I was like, "Oh my god, it's not gonna suck!" Like comeback albums usually suck. <laughs> uh, that's funny. Um, 
Is that a, is that like a thing? Like I'm never really like I don't know. I'm trying to think of any comeback albums I've ever heard, so I couldn't really tell you. But um, um I feel I just feel like any time a band takes a, takes a long time off, um, and then starts putting music out again, I feel like there's everybody kind of winces a little bit, um, like Slipknot. But I will say the new Slipknot record. I have hope for because that new single is awesome. Um, it's just, especially bands like from that era, like the hopes fall Norma Jean, like that whole scene. It's like when bands like that come back, it's like, all right, you, you that, that sound is over, but this record kind of just proved that this, they kind of, you were future proof in their sound because nobody really sounded like them, but a lot of bands still try to cop their sound now. So it's it's like, um, the only way I can really describe hopes fall is like a mix of like deftones and their own kind of sound. Okay. Yeah. I dig it. Um, so I guess I'll just, (laughs) I'll just skip what I was going to talk about next. And just because you mentioned it, it's on the list. Uh, all Out Life by Slipknot. I listened ever since that song came out. I, saw, I, I, like, I listened to that song nonstop. It's song, that song just gets me so riled up. Um, it, uh, it does. And, and when I heard it, like the first thing I thought was they're back. They, and not yeah. in a sense of like it's been a while since they released something in a sense of it's been a while since they released something as good as their first record self-titled yeah yeah i mean i guess for me i liked iowa a lot better than the first one the first one's amazing but iowa was just really dark and i think that's why i liked it a lot more like it just felt like it was uh, an album that came out that people like the, the band itself was just in a weird place a weird state of mind and it's like there's yeah it's the second record so usually it's like you made a you made it such an impact with the first one self-titled and then you you create this other masterpiece in my mind i mean everything after that is hit or miss like i don't hate any like i don't hate i don't hate subliminal verses i don't hate um I don't hate the gray chapter though. The gray chapter is my least favorite Slipknot record. That was the most recent one. I do like, um, all hope is gone. I think that's the album with, uh, with snuff and psychosocial and no songs. Yeah. I feel like that was like their strongest since Iowa. I mean, it was a little bit more, I guess you could say mainstream metal, but like, I don't even know if that's even a thing, but, um, yeah, this this does remind me of the old days of Slipknot, and this song was just, and I like the message behind it. It's a it's about shit music and like how it's forced down people's throats. Yeah, and it's just it's core, it's classic Corey Taylor. Let's just put it that way. <laughs> yeah. Um, it, I like I did like Iowa. I just think their first record to me is really cool um, because I actually recently found out a cool little fact about that record. Um, so when it was being made, like the, the the reason that record sounds the way it does, and I don't want to say it sounds like shit because it doesn't sound like shit, but it doesn't sound like 
a major label record of that time. And the reason for that is because when Ross Robinson was getting ready to mix it, he imported everything and put it on his, it was, you know, it was on his importing, it was on his console and he did a rough mix of it. And he was like, that's it. Like, that's the sound of this record. Like that, like, don't touch it. That's it. And he submitted it. And the record company was like, yeah, but you have to finish it. And he was like, no, this is the vibe of the record. You don't get it. Like, just trust me kind of thing. Mm. And he was totally right. Like, there's just something about the mix on that record that makes it sound unpolished in a great vibey way. And that, yeah, I just have never heard anything like that before. And it's just, I feel like it's probably the, it's in the top three albums from that period of that genre. Um, I like a new metal or whatever um, that I go back to, you know, there's only like three I could say. I don't, I don't ever go back to Stained. I don't ever go back to like, Olympus get I don't like go back to even Mudvayne you know and I liked Mudvayne back in the day and like if I come across like Death Blooms or something I'll definitely listen to it or like Dig or whatever but like it's um what do you uh the what's the uh, um shit what is that called you're gonna kill me because I don't know it uh, uh <laughs> the Deftones albums What Pony yeah White Pony White Pony um Hybrid Theory Lincoln Park and the original self-titled Slipknot album is the three like new metal albums I go back to all the time. Yeah. From that. And period. I mean, and uh, yeah, it was funny because I actually just, I just had to look this up because th- there's something about the mix of the new Slipknot song that sounded like there wasn't two guitars in it. Mm-hmm. So maybe they're just playing the same thing, you know? Um, but yeah, or I have to listen to it with actual headphones on next time, not in my car. But, uh, yeah, I was just driving home the other day listening to it. I was like, is the, I, I was thinking, like, did one of the guitar players quit? Because that would suck. I'm trying to think. So they got a new bass player, obviously. They have a new drummer. Yeah. I don't um, I don't think, th- what's his name? I don't think Mick or James quit. I think they're still in the band. No, yeah, they're still in the band for sure. Um, I'm trying to see. if They have a new drummer, though. Yeah, it's uh, Jay Weinberg. It's um, the brother, or the son of uh, Max Weinberg, the drummer for the E Street Band. Oh, okay. Which is funny because I saw a picture of Max with, with uh, I think Corey, backstage at a show. It's either Corey huh. or jo- Joey, and it might be. It might have actually been Joey. And Max was, or um, Jay, the as a kid was with with, with his dad, obviously. And this is funny now; he's in the band, so <laughs> it's kind of cool. <sighs> it's kind of cool because he played with a band called Madball. Yeah, Madball's awesome. Um, Madball's dope. Um, he also played with Against Me, um, and Bruce Springsteen. Yeah, yeah which is awesome. Played, with- and he's obviously the son of Max Weinberg. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wonder what like wonder if he like just did like a, a guest appearance or wonder if he ever was on tour with them like if his dad got sick or something like at least they have someone to back him up. Yeah, probably. <laughs> I mean, that's I, he said. Uh, 
he toured in 2009 with Bruce Springsteen. Bruce Springsteen. That's cool. I'll have to check that yeah. out. Nice. Yeah, and he's from Middletown, New Jersey. Middletown Township. Middletown, which New is Jersey. not Middletownship. Yeah, definitely not. <laughs> definitely. Not. It's it got, sounds similar though. It's got the same feel though. I can tell you that. Yeah, I've never been to the other one. It's it's basically just it's a suburbia. It's. <laughs> That, I mean, that's where Kevin Smith movies take place. So, like, more, oh, really? Like Middletown, New Jersey, like Red Bank area, like all that, like that part of Jersey. I guess you could say it's central. Okay. Like, apparently, central does not exist. <laughs> so, central Jersey is a fucking myth. <laughs> yeah, apparently. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, moving. I'm gonna move along. My next, uh, my next song is um, a guy I found out about this year. Uh, but is not a new artist at all. His name is his name is Andy James, and the song is Ever After. It's the first song off of his album Exodus. Um, I listened to this album a lot this year because I just found out about him. Um, he's a rad guitar player from the UK, um, from England. He's he is an instructor. Um, so. When John Petrucci does his guitar camps, um, his he because I don't know if a lot of people know this, but John Petrucci, the guitar player at Dream Theater, does guitar lesson camps, and at these camps, um, he has other uh, instructors to help him out, and Andy is one of those instructors. So he's sick enough to be an instructor with John Petrucci. <laughs> nice. Yeah, he's he's really good. This album's awesome, and he just dropped a new album, um, named Arrival. That is equally as dope. Uh, that everybody should definitely go check out. Really big fan of Andy. Um, he just switched to Kiesel Guitars, which is like my favorite guitar company. So that's awesome. Uh, yeah, but not much else to say. Um, if you're into really dope groovy metal then you'll dig this a lot definitely check it out then um i think you've had Ian james on on the show a few times right yep yeah i just uh yeah i, I don't know there's just some vibe about the, his songwriting that i like you know that's good very similar to what i would play if i was that caliber of player that he is <laughs> i mean i have another artist on here that i've probably had on the show about four or fifty times you know so it's okay it's uh it's uh, our heavy rotation list though exactly so. it's it's exactly where it needs to be um my next song so this has a little backstory to it so it's no secret that if you've been listening to this show since its inception you know that i used to do a wrestling podcast and I was, I am a wrestling fan uh, in a way, not as big as I used to be. But this past year, we were invited to be on Podcast Row at a event called Starcast that was taking place the same weekend as All In, which is a self-funded um, indie wrestling show by um, a tag team called the Young Bucks, Nick and Matt Jackson and Cody Rhodes, who is the father of Dusty Rhodes, which if you are a, a old wrestling fan, Dusty Rhodes would probably be a name you know. And it was I do know that name. You do know that name. So um, Cody was in the WWE for a bit, left. Um, he just wasn't getting used, wasn't getting pushed, just was kind of just, you know, spinning his tires, so to speak. And he went out and made his name for himself on the indie scene to the point where 
he became part of the biggest like faction or group in professional wrestling called the Bullet Club in Japan and all over the world. And they put together this event because their popularity is so crazy that they were able to get their own merch deal at Hot Topic to have all their merch in Hot Topic. They have Funko Pops. Um, they they help New Japan Pro Wrestling become a mainstay in America, um, which is crazy because that's just like, you know, New Japan Pro Wrestling is the biggest company in Japan. And, you know, it's it's basically the WWE of, of Japan. It's just less soap opery and more yeah. pro wrestling. So they put together this, this show and it, it was awesome. I had a great time. It was a, it was a show that I'll never forget. I liked it better than WrestleMania. And I went to a WrestleMania and that show is insane when you think of all the pageantry and uh, like pyro and the, the shows, the stage set up and how everything looks, it's insane. It's like a, it's more than just a, uh, an event. It's like an experience. So this was cool. So one of the, Cody has a theme song done by this band called Downstraight or Downstate. And it's called Downstate. And he has a theme song. It's called Kingdom. And it's such a, it's just a song that pumps me up every time I listen to it. I listen to it when I work out. And I think if you listen to it just as a fan of that kind of music, they're like alternative rock or uh, kind of new metal too, without the rappy parts. Uh, they've done a lot of um, uh, theme songs for wrestlers. Just this one is just really good. It's better than most of the ones that they put out. Um, and it actually sounds like an actual song instead of just like a theme because you could tell the difference. Uh, and there's a line in the song that, you know, kind of just incorporates the whole Rhodes name. It's like my father said when I was younger, the hard times breed better men. And that was a promo that Dusty Rhodes cut a long time ago in the early 80s or mid 80s, where, you know, he was cutting a promo about hard times make people better and, you know, mm -hmm. stronger. And he, they included that lyric in the song. And I thought that was just really cool. And uh, yeah, I just had to look because I listened to it a lot since All In. And ever since, you know, then I just it plays a lot on my list. So there, that's why it's there. Yeah. Um, so yeah, uh, speaking of music to work out to, I'll send you that, a link to the, uh, that Omega virus album. I'll send you a Spotify link, uh, listen to the song Leviathan prophecy. And next time you're on a treadmill or something. Oh, fuck yeah. <laughs> I will definitely do that. Like the beginning of it's dope. It sounds like, um, like Lord of the Rings, like marching into war kind of thing. I dig it. Uh, but yeah, so my next song would be. I'll do intervals. Um, I'll pick Libra because I listened to this song a lot this year um, featuring Pliny. So uh, Aaron Marshall of Intervals uh, is really good friends with um, Pliny, uh, who is an artist from Australia, a guitar player, and he has a guest solo in this song. And this solo is so damn good, which is why I've listened to this song so much specifically um other songs to check out from intervals uh is a song called belvedere that's really good um far and away is awesome these are songs off the new record um libra's off the old one though um yeah just a really good instrumental um music uh people would probably be dig the newer record versus the older one i feel like um after he stopped using a seven string i feel like uh the sh the shape of colors more of like uh it's definitely have more has more of an edge to it than his newer stuff does okay all right 
definitely have to check it out um i like listening to a lot of instrumental stuff i don't know why it's just sometimes it's like the music is just better than the lyrics to me a lot of the time so when you can find groups that have instrumentals like that's something i can listen to and dig so i like it yeah i mean i don't know i've just been listening to a lot of instrumental music lately because i you know i play music so it's you know i i feel like um if you don't play music then this isn't a dig on people that don't play music or anything but if you don't i feel like people are always listening for the vocal mm-hmm. um and there's nothing wrong with that because most of the time the vocal is the center part of the song but when that's taken out i think it's really cool to actually listen to what's going on to drive the rest of the song okay yeah i dig it um let's see i'm trying to pick all right so i guess i'll just go with this one i'll just go finish the list with just going down um this is an oldie but it's been played a lot this year um, cause it reminds me of LA a lot. Like it's the song's about LA. It's called Midnight City by M83. Everyone knows this one. If you don't know it, you probably haven't listened to pop radio in a bit. Um, it's got this really kind of, I guess some people would call it an annoying synth like line, I guess. Um, if you haven't heard it, you're listening to it now. Um, it's just got really good. It's just a vibey song. It's good to drive to, especially in the city with all the lights and everything. And yeah, I, I listen to it a lot because it's in it's in uh, um, GTA Five. So when I play that songs, I always try to make sure to listen to that station that it's on. What if I'm in a car? Which most of the time I am. Um, <laughs> I love that game. Yeah, it's so great. Um, and it's just really it's a fun song. And the sax solo at the end of it, oh, just great. M83 is really good. And it's funny. They've been good for a while, yeah. And it's funny because of where I'm sitting at Steve's house a while back, like a couple, like a month ago, I feel like. Me, Zach, and Steve were just sitting there. We're just talking. He's just, I don't know where Steve goes. And this is our mutual friend, everyone who's listening. We've mentioned him before on the show. He goes, I really want to go see M83. I'm like, really? <laughs> I just like turned to him. It's like, it's so random that he would just randomly bring that up. And then he's just, yeah, I like that at Midnight City Zion. And he just starts singing it. It was really funny. <laughs> But yeah, speaking of like stuff like that, have you heard the um, the Midnight's new song? Oh, the, uh, the '80s arcade. What's it called? Oh, Kids. Uh, a Lost Boy. I think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I think it's called the Dude. It's so good. They're great. Dude. And the <laughs> and yeah, the guitars in that are done by McRockland. Okay. They got him to do the guitars for it. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's it's called Kids, yeah. Yeah, Kids is great, dude. The album was I was so happy when they released that. Um I don't know, man. They're they're good. If you're in U, uh Utah area like Wait. tonight as you're listening to this on New Year's Eve, um they are doing there's just some like fun, um fundraiser or some kind of benefit happening. Uh, oh no it wasn't the midnight I'm sorry it was the new gunship song I'm sorry uh, okay but continue gunship's great too like both gr- groups are great um uh if you're in Utah Park City I believe maybe it's Park City I, I forget exactly where it's one of the major cities could be Salt Lake I'm not sure but uh there's a benefit that's being hosted by Chris Evans of Captain America fame 
Um, and he personally asked the Midnight to play there because he loves them, which is so great, two of my favorite things um, together tonight. If, you, if you're listening to this early in the day on New Year's Eve, if you can find your way over to wherever this thing is, go look up on Twitter. It's there. Just thought I'd mention that since we brought up the Midnight. Yeah, yeah, but I mis- I'm sorry. I mistakenly gave them that credit, but yeah, McCrocklin actually plays on the new Gunship track, um, the video game champion. Um, that song is dope. If you have ever, if you're a child of the '80s, you're gonna love this song. Um, it's super sick. If you like Gunship, which I think a lot of people, they're really, really popular right now. Exactly. Yeah, they're that genre in general is getting really popular. I feel like Gunship, The Midnight, um, FM 84, and there's like one other one that's really just, they're like the kind of the the mainstays that people are going towards. And it's it's just really cool to see this genre kind of like taking its, taking center stage, I guess, in the, in the electronic like sound of of what they put out. It's great. And I think it's cool that they're embracing, like, you know, they asked, like, you know, McRockland to play guitar on it because I feel like with that, with that kind of music that, um, kids playing real instruments is not a, a like a thing as much anymore, you know? Yeah. Like kids, kids don't get like guitars and stuff or drums for their birthday anymore, you know? Yep. Yep. It's like, that doesn't happen too often. And I think it's cool that they would, you know, tell somebody like that to play on one of their tracks because that could inspire some kid that likes that kind of music, you know, to pick up a guitar or something. Yeah, and a lot of these groups um, in the genre always, um, always try to bring in live musicians. Like the Midnight always use this saxophone player from Norway one of the Scandinavian countries and they have a guitar player. Um, Tyler Lyle plays guitar, um, the lead singer of that group. And they just always try to incorporate live instrumentation. I feel like they should just take the, you know, take the, um, take the lead from Daft Punk when they put out random access memories. Still one of my fair records. Oh, man. Just start doing stuff like that. <laughs> it's such a good record, yeah, man. For so many reasons, like just songwriting and sonics and everything. But uh, yeah, I am going to close out my list with um, "See in the Skies" imposter syndrome. Um, it's it's about midway, late midway through the record, everything all at once. Um, it, the record came out September of 2017, but I didn't hear about this band until maximum five months ago. Um. I was on YouTube watching guitar playthroughs of stuff, and it was just like a video that just came up after the one video I was watching was done. And they only have like 7,000 likes on Facebook. They're from California, so like they're like a, you know, I'd classify them as probably like a, like a regional band. You know, they're not like national really yet too much. Uh, I mean, you know, because of the internet, everybody's global, but as far as, like, you know, playing shows and stuff, I I don't think they're too active right now. Uh, Their guitar player, or their singer did recently leave the band, which is kind of a bummer, but I'm interested to see where they're going to take it next. Mm -hmm. Um, But this this record really blew me away this year. Like, 
uh, the record everything all at once. Um, this song's really cool. I've had these guys on a playlist before. Um, I've been telling people they're sleeping on this band, and they really are. These guys are awesome. Like, uh, just the vocal melodies on this record are so catchy for what this band is. And quality songwriting all around. Um, really album of the year to me, honestly. And it beat out the New Hope's Fall record. Oh, damn. Um, yeah, it really did. And it beat out the new Andy James record, Arrival. These guys are awesome. And they're they're not heavy. There's no screaming. It's super melodic, but it's it comes from that metal scene at the same time. Um, they they've done something really cool, and I th- and I hope they keep going, and I hope they can f- if they can't find another singer, I hope they find a way to continue what they're doing because they're they're really awesome. Definitely have to check them out. I if, if they're bigger than those two albums, where you're like, yeah, definitely have to check it. Yeah, they, it blew me away this year. Like I listen to those guys so much. I listen to them every single day. Okay, so my final song before I give you my album of the year is Ricochet by Starset. They're a band from Columbus, Ohio. Um, they kind of have a, I would say they kind of have a gimmick. They have their, their albums, their, their music is kind of telling a linear story that's kind of like a concept album. I kind of have like the same kind of, like it, the music doesn't have the same kind of feel as Coheed, but like kind of like, like how they create the lyrics and like it tells a story and the concept of like because they've created like a, a novel and a graphic novel out of their their um, their music so it's kind of on the same same lines as that and I really like these guys I happen just to like discover them one day on Spotify and just kind of watch their music videos and the, and the music videos especially for Ricochet is amazing it's like this dude who um loses his wife i feel like or a girlfriend and he, he like tries to replicate her using like dna and all this crazy stuff it's very sci-fi-ish and like the the replicants are just not good like they're they they either get sick really fast or they malfunction or something happens and um, you, i don't want to ruin the music video but there's a really crazy twist at the end and it's just really good but their music is amazing i really dig them they're actually one of the better like rock bands out there right now in the mainstream. Um, yeah, I'll definitely have to check them out. I think you've had them on on the list before, mm-hmm. um, and I've I've obviously heard. Was it this? Song? It might have been Ricochet. It might have. The other one might have been like Satellite or a Monster or any or Die for You. One of those songs. It could have been this song. Though. Okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, either way, you guys are listening to it right now. But yeah, other than that, they're really good. Like, I know the lead singer kind of gets a bad rap for like not really sounding good live. <laughs> I've heard some, I've heard some live, live, <laughs> live stuff like on YouTube that he just doesn't really sound good. But like, there's others where he sounds amazing. Um, but their stage show is really cool. They have like the drummers like inside this box, and it's got like a screen around it, like um, playing different kinds of videos. The like lead singer has this like big like touch screen thing. 
there's like a violinist and a um and a cello player on stage with them the guitar the guitar players the guitar player the uh, bassist and the drummer are wearing like these like hazmat slash astronaut suits so it's really cool it's really like i guess i i can't really tell you exactly how i feel about it but like it's just they're really good yeah um so i'm curious as to what your album of the year is okay so (laughs) i think i have an idea but i want to hear it um man (laughs) it was tough like it was between two because a lot of the albums that came out this year i liked um you know i even had and this is going to be a surprise to you and to a lot of people listening I really enjoyed the Carter five, the Lil Wayne album only because it sounded like old Lil Wayne. Didn't sound like this new, like he's just making noises and pops. I even had Kamikaze by Eminem on, on the, on the list of what could be album of the year for me. But after considerable (laughs) consideration, um, I'm going with be more kind, Frank Turner. Um, okay. All right. Um, what did you think it was going to be? Um, I thought it was either going to be that Mike Shinoda record, oh. Frank Turner, or um, can't think of it right now. Of course, I'll let you know. Keep going. I'll let you know why. Why this? Why Frank Turner over the other ones I just mentioned? So. Just being able to see this guy live for the first time ever, um, really, and the way he plays live and the songs off this album that he played, like "Make America Great Again," which at on the surface sounds like a bit like, well, why would you listen to a song that's called that? There's obvious reason why I like Frank Turner. It's because he's he his his ideals and ideas align with mine, and the song is about making america great again and getting rid of racist and all that stuff so that's it's it's a good message it's not he's not a trump supporter i promise um uh i just like the message of the the album be more kind and a lot of the songs about like looking into ourselves and being more kind and not being mean to each other and stop with all this hate and i just thought it had a really good strong message and i think it's one of his better records and obviously seeing him live for the first time really like you know um sealed that deal for me and it was hard because the other album that was up against this and i totally forgot this about the shinoda album i really liked the shinoda album but above shinoda for me was the behemoth record and that was really good and i listened to that a lot but i have to keep it real frank turner is my favorite artist one of my favorite in the top three i have a tattoo you know frank turner inspired tattoo so it'd be only I mean, if Springsteen came out with an album this year, it probably would have been that. But, like, you know, I'm going to keep it real. It's Frank Turner's Be More Kind. And the song I picked off of that to put on the list um, is 1933. It's the song that kicks off the record. That's the song that they kicked off the show with. It was, it's fucking amazing. Okay. Yeah. So, my runners up for album of the year, obviously, were um, Andy James's Arrival um, and the new Hope's Fall record. But an honorable mention for me would have been Polyphia's new album, New Levels, New Devils. Um, their ability to blend um, like hip-hop and pop sensibilities as far as rhythm and melodies 
with technical guitar shred and really, really like talented musicianship. Mm -hmm. Like coming from a band that started as like a metal band is, is incredible. Like, uh, I think that like, uh, guys like them, um, Chan, um, is really, they're all, they're, they're really, they're doing really, really cool things. Um, yeah, Polyphia really blew me away this year, but honestly, seeing the sky, it, it, it just won over everything. It's just something caught me about that record this year. I dig it. See, it's it's weird when you see them live. It's like it just adds that extra, especially if you're going to see a band live that is touring that album. So they're of course they're going to play a lot of songs off of it, and you know. Yeah, I had this. Ch- I had the chance to see Polyphia um, before I and I they were sold out. So I went out last time. I went out to Colorado in 2017. They were playing at the Summit in Denver, and my buddy lived like 30 minutes from there. But they were sold out, and I didn't realize they were playing before I went out there. Else, I would have bought tickets. Yeah, I I really wish I went to see the Behemoth show. That's one regret that I have this year. They played here. They played with Wolves in the Throne Room, and I really like those guys too. Ooh. So, black metal all the way, man. Um, <laughs> well, Behemoth's more of a like a black and death metal now, but I all these genres, subgenre names, I I don't know. Um, <laughs> but yeah, that is it for songs for the moment, twenty eighteen. What a year! Yeah, it was kind of hard for me because I'll, there was a lot of bands that I I'm expecting albums from. Mm that weren't happening in 2018 like their 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 album cycles just don't line up to have an album out this yeah, year you yep. know like deftones are going to have a new album out in 2019 which i am insanely excited about obviously mm-hmm. um a great big pile of leaves i think is going to release a new album for the first time since like 2013 um yeah, so there's a lot of stuff I'm still expecting to hear that I couldn't unfortunately put on this list because it doesn't exist yet. It's the same with Rammstein. Like the album was due out this time, like in like the last few weeks of December, but apparently they didn't like how the mix came out, so they are mixing it themselves, according to what I've read. So um, whatever that means, we'll find out. There, it's going to be coming out in the, like before the spring. They announced live dates. They're doing this big stadium tour in Europe. Hopefully they come to the States because it's been a life goal of mine to go see them. I had a chance to see them twice at MSG. Didn't get tickets. I had a chance to see them one more time here in Philly. Um, fuck. <laughs> I really want to see them. <laughs> like, I'm really interested to see how this album is mixed now once it comes out because for a band to basically fire the mix engineer and say, we'll do it ourselves. I really want to hear how, it, how they do yeah. it. You yeah. know, um, because what that really means is like the mix engineer gave them what he gave them and they had a shit ton of mix notes constantly. Yeah. <laughs> and he was probably just like, all right, I'm done. You can do it yourselves now. <laughs> that's the rumor. I mean, that's the rumor that they got rid of whatever, but um, usually they're, I don't know if they're still working with Jacob Helliner or whatever his name is, their producer dude. Um, and I know the the mixer and producer are two different people. I I feel like they use the same the same group all the time for their albums. 
I think Jacob's been producing them since their second record, and maybe even their first. He might have been just his producer. He might be like their Bob Rock. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah, Bob, I mean, bands do that. They find a guy that they, they work really well with. Like, I mean, take Meshuga and Daniel Bergstrand. You know, Daniel Bergstrand's awesome, and he's been working with Meshuga for since, you know, Meshuga's, I think, first ever record, like actual record, other than like a mm-hmm. demo. Other than like, you know, being a local band. And they've been out for a long time too, haven't they? Very long time, like since the 90s, dude. Like I think their first record came out in like something like 93, 94, 95, yeah, something like crazy. that. So they've, <laughs> the sound, the, 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 you know, like the, the guys, Omega, the guys Omega Virus on my list, that sound, Meshuggah started that back, back in the 90s. Gotcha. So like, it took that long for this sound to get really popular. That's how ahead Meshuggah was. It's insane. I, um, I'm trying to think. Ozfest 2005. I think I got a Meshuggah poster. If I'm not mistaken. I don't know if they even were on that show, but I know I got a poster from them. I got a poster from a lot of people, especially, uh, I was supposed to meet Arch, Arch Enemy that day and it never happened because Angela Gaskell got sick. Um, they're in the news lately, so if you if you if you're an Arch Enemy fan, go check them out because apparently they're assholes or whatever. I don't know. Wait, what? I'm gonna look that up. Yeah, now. like not right now, but after it's the some show. kind of photographer dealy. And Angela's not hasn't been in the band, but she's still the band's manager. It's got this new chick singer um, who's from here in America, and she's I think she's with she I think she's like dating Doyle from the Misfits, and there's a whole bunch of stuff going on, and it's just weird. But anyway. <laughs> that's a different topic for a different day um well that's it for like i said songs for the moment 2018 it's been a crazy year thank you for uh you know all your listens all your support um we are hoping to have a great 2019 we have a lot in store and i do want to bring this up in case anyone out there is listening we are looking for someone to help us with our social media um to kind of bump up some some of the stuff on there and we have a lot of ideas and you'll be working with us and it'd be pretty cool to have someone else on the team volunteer as of right now but we're going to change that very soon um so if you want to you know get in touch with us you know twitter instagram at songs podcast facebook at songs podcast and uh we'll be in touch um visit the website at so or not at well songspodcast.com for reviews we're gonna have a lot more on there um and we're gonna start bringing the people that we review onto the show and have them give us a list of like their favorite songs that they're listening to or join us in a theme i think it'd be really cool to get a artist um like an artist view on how they would do this show it'd be pretty cool yeah yeah and i really want to do like a bracket style situation oh yeah, yeah. you know like uh get a couple of guests on here and get like four people or so and have us do a bracket style like uh theme. I think that would be really cool. That would be pretty sweet. Yeah, we could battle out and see, you know, have debate and all that good stuff. I've done shows mm-hmm. like that before. I think it'd be really cool. I I did one on uh I guess the greatest nineties artist. And I think Notorious B.I.G. ended up pulling out the win. I think arguments went, I think, I forget who the final two were. I think it was, it was definitely Notorious B.I.G. and someone else, but like people were making the arguments for like Garth Brooks and 
and Mariah Carey <laughs> and just going off of album sales and stuff. I guess I I went more off of influence than album sales. And I feel like Biggie had a lot of influence, especially over the last person. But like there was there was a there was a guy on the show. He's like a radio guy in Boston and he uh I think he <laughs> he kept he asked me if I do I know music and I'm like, uh yeah. <laughs> I know more music than you, bud. Because I think I said something about Green Day being a very influential band, and he just didn't agree with that. I'm like, you're an idiot. <laughs> well, I mean, it depends on what generation he's talking about, because Green Day is not influential on the generation before them, but on the generation after them, absolutely. Yeah. Like our generation, Green Day influenced a shit ton of people. Exactly. So it was just really hard to kind of do to do a show with that dude, but it is what it is. Um, so yeah, we'll definitely do something like that, and uh, we just have a lot in store. But uh, tell them where they can find you. You guys can find me at Sean Songs Cast. Actually, no, I changed that. It's at Sean Songs Podcast, so it makes more sense. Um on paper if you look at that shit um anywhere you can find me uh which would be instagram and twitter um you can find us uh at songs for the moment on facebook um yeah follow me it'll be cool Damn. check it out i like that <laughs> honestly and i do want to say just gives you guys some podcast recommendations because i've been listening to a lot of podcasts this year um tom Segu i've been into stand-up comedians um that's like an interest of mine i'm really into stand-up comedy um so tom segura and his wife christina pajitsky have a podcast called your mom's house which makes me laugh so hard that i sometimes have to pull the car over <laughs> and get my shit together um but it's better if you watch it on youtube because uh, they play a lot of videos and stuff are there any podcasts that you've been listening to that you want to bump because you've been listening to them a lot this year? Yeah, man. Um, trying to pull the list up. I actually have a couple. Uh, we have... First, I'll start with uh, the Bathroom Break podcast with Rab himself. Um, if you know who Rab is, you obviously know he's part of Jackass, CKY. He was originally CKY, Jackass Crew, Viva La Bam. He's a filmmaker. Now he has a podcast. Um, and he's been interviewing a lot of cool people lately, especially he did Joe. So wait, Rab has a podcast? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So he's interviewed his wife, Brandon Novak, um, Rick Kosick, who is the dude that would always puke in the jackass. Um, or no, he's not the guy who used to puke. It's, he's the, the bigger dude that was the camera guy. He's also a photographer, skateboarding photographer. Oh, uh, okay. He's okay. interviewed... Um, Felissa Rose, who is the the girl from Sleepaway Camp, um, if you haven't seen that movie, which I finally just saw Sleepaway Camp a couple weeks ago, and I love that movie, great horror film. Joe Franz, who's the the camera guy for CKY, a lot of the time, and then he started interviewing. He interviewed Bam. He interviewed, which is cool because there was they had a fallen out a while back, and they're cool again, obviously. So interview with him, Rake Yon, Darren from. The lead singer and guitar player from CKY now he has his own band called 96 Bitter Beings because they did a split. And um, Jesse Margera, the drummer from CKY and obviously Bam's brother. So it's a really good podcast. Uh, Rab is really good 
at, at ask, asking good questions and keeping the the flow good. Um, obviously, listen to Armchair Expert. I was just gonna say yeah. that, dude. Such a good ep- such a good show. Dax man. is really good, man. I like that dude a lot. He's a great interviewer. He really is, and it's it's funny that he like he doesn't act anymore. He retired from acting. Yeah, yeah. after Parenthood, man. Like, like I love yeah. that show. That show was actually really good. One of my favorite shows of all definitely, time. Definitely, definitely. Um, and one more, uh, last podcast on the left. I just started listening to this. Um, they talk about some weird shit. Like the other day, they talked about the Book of Revelation at the in the Bible, and they're just they're funny too. So it's just a bunch of dudes just talking about random shit. Um, they talked about the order of solar solar temp, temple part. Uh, they have a three part series on that, like cults and weird shit and hmm. um, West Memphis Three. Uh, like I love that there that episode of West Memphis, the West Memphis Three, the the three part series they did was really good. Yeah, I've uh, been recommended that show a lot. I should definitely check it out. I can recommend the show called The Vanished. They cover missing persons cases that have never been solved. Um, So it's kind of crazy how often people just completely drop off the face of the planet with no evidence of where they went or witnesses or people or anything. It's crazy, man. Um, That and um, Sword and Scale for like a... you know, like murder porn stuff, like murder mystery stuff. Oh, yeah, I like that stuff, too. Uh, and there was another one that's kind of, like, vanished. And the only reason why I would recommend this, if there's any anybody listening to this show, I got to remember the name, but I'll have to find it. But there was an episode on their podcast that was um, about missing people, about Mark Heimball, that, that kind of hit. Yeah, the was vanished. Was it the vanished? Yeah. Okay, then to listen to that one. Yeah, it's episode 17. Yeah, so it was one of the original ones, and... That that case still kind of irks me because it's just so crazy how people, like you said, how people just disappear. Have yeah. they talked to? It's have crazy, they man. just kind of? Because I could talk about this all day. Did they? Did this have? Does this series talk about the two girls that were missing in Panama? They kind of just like disappeared, and like they found a digital camera with like weird pictures on it. I'm not sure. I would have to actually look at the episodes list. Um, I haven't listened to The Vanished in like a couple of months. I've been on a really big Your Mom's House kick. Obviously, yes. <laughs> yes. Because they have like 460 episodes out and they're actually moving into a new studio. So that's going to be cool. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I just figured we would give people some podcast listening stuff because that actually is like, I honestly listen to just as many podcasts as I do, as much as I do music. Oh, you yeah. Know? Also, before we head out, um, just because, um, you know, we, you obviously heard us talk about them. Um, but broken record is really good too. I mean, we're, we don't just say, we don't promote things on here that we just don't know anything about. Like broken records, really good. Right. They yeah. had a really good black metal episode, which was hilarious. Still one of my favorite episodes of the year of pod and any podcast that I've listened to. It just made me laugh so much just cause it's such a ridiculous genre, but like definitely has some kind of charm to it. Um, so definitely check it out. But uh, yeah, yeah. We don't really promote anything we don't actually believe in or use personally. Exactly. So. So, but yeah, other than that, happy New Year! Happy New Year, guys. Have fun. Don't be stupid. 
Don't drunk, drink, drink and drive. Yeah. Yeah. Don't drink and drive. That shit's for the birds, for man. Sure. And uh, we'll see you in the new year in 2019 for another episode of Songs for the Moment, where every moment has a soundtrack. Later on. <laughs>